Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are diving into welcome emails. These are the important emails that customers see for the first time, and it's almost like the handshake of your e-commerce site. So what's the important things we need to do? Also in the show notes, we've got uh, some training on abandoned basket emails. So you can see exactly what kind of stats you should be getting from these important emails. So if you are interested in getting up to speed with your abandoned basket emails, then uh, click on the link below and you'll get sent that training video uh, straight away. Uh, So let's get started. Hello, Ian, how are you? Good afternoon, Mark. I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, We are going to do... A quick fire round. We're going to do welcome emails in 10 minutes and kind of get the juiciest bits about welcome emails out uh, uh, straightforward because I was going to do, um, I was doing a lot of work on behavioral emails the other day. I was doing a deep dive into um, which emails are sent the most. And I, I actually thought that, that browser abandonment emails would be sent a lot more, but the welcome email is sent a lot lot more than than mm. you actually realize and so it's super important email because often it's the email that's being seen the most um the, the stats on the, the welcome email tend to be really really large actually the open rate on a, on a welcome email can be about 90 percent which is huge that is email. huge um yeah and so yeah let's talk let's talk yeah. about um well, the, the well, emails. anything you want to add? Well, the welcome emails, if you think about it, it definitely is going to be the, one of the biggest emails because um, obviously a well, a a browser abandonment email. If you haven't, if they haven't actually got to a product page or got or added anything to the basket, you know, it's obviously you're definitely going to trigger a welcome email, aren't you? Um, yeah. Well, it's the equivalent of a handshake for an e-commerce site, isn't it? It's like, how do we do the handshake? Yeah. You know, is it a sloppy handshake? Well, what do we need them to know? I mean, the, the you know the welcome email. I mean, obviously, there's lots of there's lots of ways we need to get the email. I mean, that's a different that's a different podcast. And we have talked about you know different ways you can get emails. You because know, but if I think about it from a perspective of you know you know let's say your site converts at you know four percent. You know, you've got ninety-six percent of people who are not buying. So, you know, if we, so we want to be yeah. able to go after the e, getting the email address, so we can get them into a conversation, don't we? But, but, but the, the welcome email. I think the the biggest thing that we find when we when we talk about welcome emails, and actually most most of the automated behavioral based emails is that they are like the vanilla email template that 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 comes. And it doesn't add any positioning statement, trust or credibility, or reduce any anxiety, or really give anyone a reason to buy now. It's just, it's just like a welcome email, and it's such a missed opportunity. 
isn't it? Because it's it's yeah. just a it's just a generic and and the most the laughable thing that we often find is that the welcome emails actually say welcome and they have it in a big yeah you know a big banner that just says welcome welcome to this yeah. you know xyz brand and and you know it's 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 a massive miss miss space because you think about it, they don't know who you are they don't trust you they don't know you know who, what you stand for you know there's no evidence of of anyone has ever bought from you you know you're not reducing any anxieties you know these these are the, these are the things that you've really got to get across well, I, I think the mistake happens, and I've seen this a lot, even at high levels in e-commerce, is that the the email, uh, the, the, someone has said, right, we need a welcome series email, we need a browser abandonment email, and of course the designer then goes onto uh, Pinterest or wherever and looks at Google Images and looks at welcome emails, and they're all there's a certain style of images of welcome emails that people are putting out there, and they were probably designed by designers who didn't really know what they were doing either, and then you kind of get this collective like idea of what a welcome email looks like. And typically you get the top um, above the fold space taken up, like you say, with this big welcome thing, which is actually not doing anything to move the sale forward. If you think the, of the welcome email almost as like a, a site abandonment email because people have come to the site, they've not bought something and then they've given their email for something. Effectively, you know, they've, they've, they've not bought. Yeah. So we need to kind of uh, well, it's, encourage them to, to move forward. It's salesman number one, isn't it? You know, the salesman number one of e-commerce is the greeter. You know, yeah. and that's the person yeah. that is that is that is adding the you know the authority statement, positioning the company, uh, g- giving people a reason to invest their time here in this in this e-commerce mm-hmm. site, and getting them on to their destination. You know, so that's what let's, it is. Yeah, and let's talk about the the, the kind of series length and, and frequency because it's going to depend on how long your sales cycle, isn't it? So if those of those of us that run Google ads will will see a blue line on our graphs at the top, and the blue line will tell us how long it takes for all the data to come in. And that gives us an idea of how long our sales cycle yeah. is. So, um, you know, for some sites, it might be two days. Other sites, the maximum I've seen is kind of like 27 days. So that gives you an idea of so how many emails. And Yeah, you're, you're talking about about the, the number of emails, but because you know, obviously, the you, you know, the first welcome email you'd send immediately, you know, in all cases, yeah. you know, so, so, you know, whatever your email data capture mechanism is, let's say it's a, you know, it's a, it's, you know, get an early bird access into our sale area or it's a, it'd be first to know about our new products or it's just sign up to our welcome offer um, or sign up for our newsletters or whatever it might be, you know, that's got to go straight away, you know, instantly. Mm. But, um, but then of course, you know, you don't stop there. You know that that should be that should be into. Yeah. I mean, you, we 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 always said the minimum three, minimum three yeah. emails here. Yeah, yeah maximum probably yeah. about seven. If you've got a short sales cycle, there's no point sending like a welcome series over two weeks. You know, if someone's buying a car battery, like they've bought the battery yeah. on day one. You got so twelve what's the hours point of following up with them. Exactly. You know, it's gone. But if you're buying a Whereas sofa. If you're buying it, you know, yeah. or you know, set of garden yeah. furniture or something like that. There's a really big considered purchase. You can, you know, it can, it can actually be weeks or months. You know, yeah. when they're making a decision. Yeah. You know. So let's say we're going to send three emails. What kind of structure would you go? Would you go for like email one, two, and three? 
Well, the first, the first email one, it's definitely got to be the greeter. And that's some, that's positioning the, the your e-commerce brand as an authority to give people a reason why they should invest their time here. So, you know, you do something like, you know, trusted, trusted for 30 years, you know, 50,000 orders shipped, you know, five out of five, you know, re- reviews, you know, um, you know, that kind of thing, you know, don't take our word for it. Look at all, look at, look at all these customers that absolutely love us. And here's all of our awards that we've won. You know, so you, yeah. you, busy restaurant test. Yeah, busy restaurant, busy restaurant test. test. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty um, obvious what the busy restaurant I, test is, I think, isn't it? But I keep talking about the busy restaurant test all, all the time since you said it. Yeah. Well, the busy restaurant <laughs> test. Should, let's say it one more time because it's it's lovely. It's beautifully simple. You know, if you're in the middle of a city in London um, or anywhere around the world, and you're hungry. And you're choosing where to eat. You've got two restaurants, one one side by side, one is 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 full and one's empty. Which restaurant do you want to go in? And we so we have the test what you know, is is you know, what do you pass the busy restaurant test? You know, and what we basically mean is is there evidence that other people have bought from your website? And and it is amazing how a lot of e-commerce businesses, and they might do it on the home page. But if you, but you know, maybe not particularly well enough. But when you get to the product page, there's like no evidence that anyone anyone has ever bought from this e-commerce business ever. So you literally have got like an empty restaurant that you're trying to get people to buy. So that's yeah. and the email. Yeah. Sorry, the email one is the busy restaurant test. Yeah. So it's like the one thing you want them to understand about is that we've got a busy shop, lots of people buying from us and a lot of people trust us. Yeah. So that's kind of what you want to do. Do you be very careful you don't go and copy someone's welcome series like Bloomingdale's or someone who's mm. got a big brand because they when when someone gets the welcome series from Bloomingdale's, they know who Bloomingdale's are. They know exactly um, uh, that they can trust them or a John Lewis or something like that. So you can't copy those mm. emails because you don't, you're not it. bringing the brand yeah. with it. And that, that's the same for, for e-commerce, isn't it? That's, 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 you know, mm. that's, you know, just, you know, if you're looking at the, you know, the layout and the website of a, of a massive brand that everybody knows, they don't need to demonstrate trust mm. and credibility because they've already got it. Cause you know who they are. Just just quickly, because we're coming up to the end of the 10 minutes. Oh, we're never going to do it. We we're do. never going to do it. <laughs> uh, double opt-in or not? My words on double opt-in is our official answer is, mm, speak to your lawyers and <laughs> see what people are doing. Our unofficial answer is, eh, no, don't do it. But, yeah. you know, don't take our advice. We don't know anybody <laughs> that's doing it. Actually, well, we, we said, do know we said, doing it, but I think they're doing we, it by mistake. <laughs> no. Well, we said we've said a couple of times that we don't know anybody who's really. Obviously, there'll be exceptions, I'm sure. We don't know anyone who's who's got an e-commerce business who's really scaled it quickly. You know, from two to ten million, uh, who who is who has got a double opt-in. Apart from, I, I would say the billion the billion dollar companies that we work with, who. You know they're so hamstrung that they can't even fart without getting it signed off. Those those companies are doing it, and there's a, there's a couple yeah. that, that you you'll know what I'm talking about. I think. Um, like I think when you get to that that level and you're a billion dollar business and you're listed and you know on the stock exchange and you're huge, then um, the lawyer team they have a lawyer team and the lawyer team all they do is cover their ass and it's very very difficult. But like if you're a mid sized e-commerce business. Um, very, very few people are mm. doing it. 
Um, and I don't think there's, you know, for, according to what we we found, there's there's no um, no real need to do it. Well, I think we've, most we've heard. most. I mean, you know, the whole GDPR conversation came in, you know, and that was really confusing for lots of e-commerce businesses. But but so many e-commerce businesses got like destroyed their whole customer database because they didn't. Yeah, they gave it away. They oh kind of my went... god! And it's like, and I know why. I know it was confusing, but you know the rules were. Were, were were different for different businesses. So if you're John Lewis and you're selling barbecues, you know, and TVs and sofas, you know, very different products to very different types of customer, then you know mm. they do need to get double opt in. But if you were selling, mm. you know, you were a website selling pens that only sold pens, um, you know, then you probably didn't need. You know, the rules were different for you because mm. you already selling pens. So. But yeah, and as again, the official answer is going to speak to your lawyer. You know, making that yeah, very clear. Official answer is lawyer, but also you've got to realise how much government money is being spent policing this, and it is absolutely tiny. There's just nothing going on in that department. And, to but I think, even think about. I think if you, if, and also it's been softened. It's been yeah, softened in the UK as yeah, well. Yeah, it's true. And, and you know, I mean, you know, but if, I mean, some businesses still have the, you know. You know, making it very, very difficult for people to receive, um, you know, post-purchase emails, you mm. know, for existing customers, mm. and obviously that, you know, so therefore you're basically saying well, you're not going to get any lifetime customer value. So it's like trying to grow without mm. you, with your hands tied behind your back, because all you're going to do is pay Google. Yeah. So yeah, get it sorted. So, like, you you also want what you want to like the one thing you want on your first email is your positioning statement. So, like, you, you know, we have the largest range of pens in the UK, so you're in the right place. Or we have the freshest fish because we we freeze it in a certain way. Or we're trusted by these amazing people, so we can get your job done because we've got it done for these. Or we have the largest community mm. of people in the UK that do this. Or um, today's the best day to buy from us because you've landed on a sale. You know, like it's 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 those kind. Of, what's that one thing well, you want people to know above the yeah. fold? On the mobile, on your on your first welcome email, have a look at it, and I bet you'll find you're just saying hello, welcome. That's what you're probably saying. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to our business. Yeah, exactly. So, what what is the one thing? I mean, and the, I think the default thing tends to be, yeah, you know, some author, you know, either an authority statement, you know, like the UK's number one, you know, X Y Z. You know, or, you know, or a, tr- a trust element that you know, thirty thousand orders shipped, you know, hundred years, whatever. You know, so so. I quite liked um, I quite like Bark Box. Um, it's like over two million dogs are in the Bark Box pack, and they've all fluff and love it. Don't believe us? Ask them. And then it was like just loads of customer testimonials yeah. underneath. Sign up for Bark Box. Yeah. You know, it was like really like massive proof that something's going on. There's a lot of energy there, and um, it can it can work yeah. really well. So yeah. the other thing to think about on the welcome email is the structure of it. Like if you've got a home, well, if you've got a homepage, you're going to have a homepage. Where do people tend to go after the homepage? Do they tend to go to shop men, shop women, or do they tend to go into sale or new in? Like those, like underneath your positioning statement and the first thing that you want them to, to understand underneath that wants to be those main destinations. That's, that's the, because you want to get them into the site, yeah. like how the homepage will get them into the site. And then probably under that, I'd probably put the the best sellers because people might be looking for a gift or something and they just kind of go, well, I don't really know what kind of thing to buy for a child who wants a pencil case. What's the best selling pencil case for a boy? Oh, it's that one. Okay. So you've helped me make my decision. So you're kind of helping them move forward 
with their yeah. decision. In a um, way, I mean, I think I think the you know the, the first welcome email is very similar. It's very similar strategy to optimizing your homepage. Mm. You know what you know the, mm. the the philosophy of that homepage where you you're hitting them with that instant authority piece at the top evidence that there's you know trust and credibility really positioning the brand you know and so you're giving people the reassurance they should invest their time here and then you're getting them off into helping them find the right product you know yeah. and, and you know and that, and that is it really isn't it That's the biggest thing yeah i think getting that one if people take away anything from this podcast is, is go and look at your welcome email go and look at it on the mobile Go and look at what's above the fold and go and look at what that, what that one thing is you're communicating and be very critical of it. Like, for example, we were looking at someone's picture and um, it was a big picture of her and it's her brand. Um, and we know who she is. But does the customer know who that person is? You know, it's like it's, it, it's often too close to your business to understand what you're actually communicating and why. So, you know, get, get your first email, show it to someone that doesn't yeah. know you know your brand and say, what does that business do? And you know the five. Well, that, well, well, all of the all of the emails that we we looked at in the welcome, we had a little workshop on it this morning, and all of the one, all of the e-commerce businesses came to it with that. that every single one of them just had "Welcome to our company," and that was mm. dominating the top half of the entire email. So there was nothing mm. above the fold, no positioning, no authority statements, no reason to buy from this company, no evidence that anyone had ever bought from them. Literally just well, you know, a welcome. Which course, at very least you'd say welcome to the largest fishmonger in the UK. Absolutely. You know, like, well, obviously, you know, if like you're that, selling that's... fish, I mean, that wouldn't work yeah. for you know for a handbag company. Handbag company, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just starts saying welcome to the world's largest fishmonger. Please buy our apples. Yeah, doesn't doesn't work. No. Well, we didn't do, we didn't quite do it in ten minutes. We did it in sixteen minutes. So it's pretty, it was the shortest we've ever done. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything well, else you want to anything add? Else, I was going to say, is anything else? Um, I, you know, I think I think in summary, if there's one thing that the welcome email has to do, is de- is demonstrate trust and credibility. And trust is yeah. evidence of customers, and credibility is third party credible sources that your new prospective customers will recognize and respect so that would be like magazine your your elevator pitch it's your elevator pitch isn't it it is you've got their attention for a very short period of time you're in the elevator with with uh with someone you want to impress you've only got um two floors what do you say to them you know yeah that's and that's that's what it is well because it's like it's like you know if you go into a taking the restaurant analogy again and apologies if people have heard me say this before if you go to a restaurant you go to the head chef and say hi is your food any good he goes, yes, it's amazing, but your mm. but your restaurant's empty. You go, well, well, of course you'd say your food's good. You're obviously going to say your food's good. I remember doing exactly that. I, uh, I was going mountain biking and I was hungry and I wanted lunch and there was a cafe there and they got sausages and I don't really like dodgy, you know, crappy sausages. So I went up and I said, "Are your sausages nice?" And as I was saying, I thought, "What's she going to say? Is she going to say no? Yeah. Our sausages are disgusting." You sit down, and don't buy them. Like even if even if they are disgusting, she's still going to have to say, "Oh yeah, it's like people like yeah. them." I'm like, oh god. Anyway, so, have a nice sausage sandwich. It's obviously you as a business owner are going to say your products are amazing and your customer service is amazing. Of course, it's meaningless. 
but you, you have to show overwhelming evidence of trust and credibility. And it's like that's the biggest thing that you have to do with your welcome yeah. welcome series. Yeah. Who's who the voice is, who's saying it, who believes it, why, mm. you know, what 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 can you what can you say? And and um it, it's it's a it's a missed opportunity. You just, or you're basically just kind of getting into the elevator with them and saying, "Hey, great! Thank you for coming." Yeah. Let them out the elevator. Yeah. Um, Our products are great. You know, yeah. you'd say, you know, look, we've been voted the number one supplier in the UK of this size, and we've been endorsed and featured in in the Sunday Times magazine, the FT. Yeah, and, and obviously that's that's easy to say because it's quite hard. It's hard to do, but you know, lots of well, businesses have things they can leverage. Yeah. It does. It yeah, does. a lot of people, but people have assets that they're hiding yeah. away. I know when you ask yeah. them the question, like, oh yeah, well we did, yeah we did have an article written in this. We did, it. you know. Yeah, there's lots of little because gems in there. I think they dress Prince William every morning. It's like, oh, you should probably mention yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you very much, Ian. I'll see you next week. Okay. Um, and we will uh, do another episode on something exciting. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Bye.